Last time on Geek Force, the squad went in on some amazing video games, MomoCon, and we also talked about the Snyder Cut. Is it important to cut or not to cut? That's the question. Now, see what we're talking about now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat, and with me today is the is the lovable Geek Force gang of Emi, Marlon, and Raymond. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say how are you guys doing, knowing that it's Don't a mess. Our country's a mess. Don't do it. But how are you guys We're coping? So sad. How are how are you guys coping right now? Um, me personally, I spent uh, a lot of this weekend just like in D and D things. <laughs> to yeah, as we did. Um, and uh, yeah, that's I feel like that's the best I could do. It's been hard. <laughs> I mean, same D and D and um, some TV. Yeah. I made the dumb mistake of watching the. Uh, oh my gosh! Yes, you did. Of the, um, uh, a Jeffrey Epstein docuseries. Oh, she done that. She done it that. was weird. Like, I was already in a dark place because I was following cat stuff, and then I just went like, "Let's go deeper into the sadness." And oh, I just yeah. fell off a cliff. It was a real. I, I told her. I'm gonna watch something happy. So I was like, "I told her." Community. I was like, three, go." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. At the same time, Amy, you did watch Lord of the Rings reunion. I feel like you should have watched that afterwards. Like you should have just waited to I, watch it afterwards. No, I watched it in the morning when it first came out. I was um, like, what is it? What is right. it? I, I probably will watch that after. You'll uh, like it. This thing. I had a very heavy weekend, so I really, I actually just read a lot of uh, a lot of manga, but I did take the time to watch some stuff on you know hbo and netflix but i actually did not play any video games because i was way too distracted and taken in of all the other events because i just i'm one of those people that just needs to know things you know so my weekend was very i was i'm very tired let's just say i'm very tired but um that's why we're here today so we could talk about all the things that have happened mm-hmm. um We'll start with some yeah. not happy things. But what what happened? Happened? Yeah, let's just get the annoying stuff out the way so we can get to the good stuff. But uh I do want to talk about how you know our country's under silver unrest because you know uh of all the you know police brutality has been happening for for centuries. But because of you know we're stuck at home at COVID nineteen, and because of you know the events with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and everyone else, you know you know we we just want justice, and so you know Black Lives Matter. We're having all these peaceful protests and stuff. So before I can even get to you know the actual thing, which I probably won't talk about, I do want to talk about how celebrities are either responding in a way of um are they coming from their heart are they being fake or you know with some people how they're kind of using the black cultural as a way of just making money i mean that's always been a thing but reading about like i'm just gonna say her name's doja cat doja cat so and from her thing of how she kind of just kind of, it felt like she just kind of played us. And it, it was a very, for me, it was a deep betrayal because I really liked her and finding out stuff and seeing how her response was it and how she is now. It's just, girl, you're going to have to go. 
<laughs> Raymond, <laughs> Raymond, exactly. Wait, Raymond, exactly. Raymond, Raymond had his hand up. Sorry. Um, I'm going to start by saying, if you want to hear our thoughts on the civil run rest of the country, uh, you can go back and listen to Margin Call. That should be out around the time this before this comes out. But um, but uh, when it comes to Doja Cat, um, I feel like that story is such a it's such a weird story because it just feels she feels like one that has been almost canceled so many times that even this time i feel like uh based on my observations of the videos that i've seen i feel like this specific instance she shouldn't be canceled for and i can give my reason in a second but because she keeps being almost canceled it's almost just like you know what you've had your past three strikes at this point like you you just keep doing stuff that's just really strange and weird and borderline like and a, and a very like past borderline offensive and it's just kind of not okay like um but yeah this time specifically kat do you want to explain what she was being called out on okay so i want to say in the month of may the end of april month of may she had a you know she had a like a little popular song say something even made a remix with Nicki minaj you know she was really trying to gun that number one spot that mm-hmm. was that was what was happening she did didn't she did she hit number one she actually did yeah. you know because fans we love her but then you know I, I don't know where to start because it started off with someone posting a video of hey, she was in this chat room called Tiny Chat, which is literally like a, a, a whole virtual chat room mostly catered to the alt-right and racist and right supremacists that like to go around, you know, talk about whatever they talk about. But, you know, she she, she, would, she did a video on Mother's Day uh, and she was just, you know, shooting the shit with them. I thought this happened something. years before. Yeah, but I'm gonna get to that. So okay, okay, that okay, was okay. that was the first thing because the first thing I saw was she was recently recorded on being on this thing, and okay. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of crazy. That is weird. Why is she on that?" But then you know, Twitter detectives actually brought to the attention to all the other fans. She's been on this chat for near, like six or seven years, mm-hmm. six or seven years, and on top of that. Not only do being on that, she would do or talk about the most offensive things ever. Like she'd be throwing around the N-word. She'd be talking about, you know, uh, you know, how she feels about being like she so she's biracial, you know. She talks about how like um, you know, she she doesn't like the fact that she's biracial, but she will use her black features to gain favor and whatever she can to make it because yeah, why not? I haven't heard. Just, just saying. Nice. I, haven't seen, I haven't seen some of the biracial stuff. Because her, I didn't know her father was a pretty famous South African musician. I don't know his name, but I didn't know that. And so there's whole, there's a whole background of backstory and sad story on that. But she was. So she's black and what? I think Jewish. Uh, Jewish. Oh. Yeah. And and so you know. For for that, okay, whatever, that's a backstory. But for her to be on this thing, you know, she's saying very racist things, catering to these uh very rude boys, and doing like really disgusting things like to herself. I'm not even gonna talk about it, but she was doing like so, pretty sexual disgusting things to I don't know, I don't know why, but she was doing that. There's so I have a theory there. Yes. I have a theory there, and this is where okay. I say this time for this specific thing, 
on my observation of that video, I don't think she should be canceled because what it looked like to me is she got caught uh, expressing a race play fetish. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. She first, maybe this is an old thing. Maybe she's still into it, but at least at this time when her, when she was young, she was, uh, it looks like to me that she was uh, either playing around with the fetish or already knew that she enjoyed it and was just trying to get off. Um, yeah, and like, so that's what, it, that's what it looked like to me. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to shame anyone for a race play fetish. Like there's fetishes that I, that like are not okay. We can get into kids stuff and weird things in that category. It's just like, uh, no, no, that's not fair. But, right. um, but like race play fetishes, there's, they're, they're within the line. That's just like, all right, if you're, if you're doing this to yourself, like, and that's what you want, I guess, fine. Um, like I, I, who am I to judge it? But, um, it's still, it's just strange that that is an extra domino, not a domino, an extra piece of the snowball that is right. Doja Cat. Like, it right. definitely doesn't add to the narrative very well. Because she's, I mean, she's had moments where she was extremely homophobic and mm-hmm. against trans people, you know, and people still speak out on that. And now, you know, now that race is at play, it's almost like, you but know. This the first time of that either. She's gone right. on saying she doesn't date black guys before. She doesn't date black guys before. Yeah. because yeah. ABCD, you know. Right, right. Um, and, and it gives me to where, for me, it's like I always kind of had an issue of her saying the N-word in her music because of all the stuff that was coming out. And after this came out, I was like, why? Like, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable because it's like you're playing in both worlds and it's like you're using kind of like your part of who who you are you know and your dna makeup you're using that again to kind of just gain that attention and then don't give a fuck about that side you know because as far as what's happening now with all the civil unrest she hasn't done anything or i haven't heard anything i'm not saying i'm expecting her to but i'm just saying if you already kind of start off pretty bad right now with fans mad at you the least you can do is be like you know something you know she hasn't really apologized she apologized but she hasn't really apologized and it's it's starting to be like um i don't know it's, it's just making fans feel very uncomfortable and they're and their words raymond canceling her out because it's not it's it's, 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 it's like <laughs> it's like what's the point of you doing all this shit behind like we don't know who she is at this point we don't know who she is people you know try to be like i think she's a blah 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 you know we actually don't know and for for that it's like it's pretty problematic that you already have all this stuff against you you're still doing this stuff it's like what do you want you just want music and fame like i thought you were here just to make music to be fun and whatever it's almost like and, I, and that's where we get into this dangerous category of like people that, that you call them Twitter detectives. Twitter detectives need to go somewhere. Um, like as, as a general, I, I know they catch some good things sometimes, but like the act of Twitter detectiveness, none of us, none of these civilians should be doing this. <laughs> like these are for professionals and detectives. And we could talk about how that part is probably a big problem another time, but like that's what their jobs are is to get dig into these things and bring a conclusion to part journalists at worst let journalists dig into these things not random people um so because then we get into uh 
Jimmy Fallon and Robert Downey Jr. recently. Um, also being Madonna. Madonna I'm being Madonna. Detective. I'm through like, Madonna. Can we just like some of these people? We just need to let them leave them alone. Like right. Um, like I can't. But at the same time, you know, I think for people to be like, you know. And it's it's tricky because people look at celebrities, entertainers as a way of, you know, we support you because you entertain us. You make us forget about the bad things or you help us remember of the good things. And, you know, I, I don't support celebrity culture, but you have a power. You have a platform. Use they it shouldn't. for good. They well, they shouldn't. Right, you're right. But they, it, it happens to happen that way. And I'm like, if you do have that, then why don't you try to do the best that you can at least? I mean, for example, for that is John Bioga, a Bioga from, you know, our Star Wars, our Finn from Star Wars. He was, I mean, first of all, he's not an American. And he, you know, he was already up on the George Floyd thing a week ago before this, right, before all this even started. And he was getting pretty, all he t- tweeted on Monday night was, I hate fucking racists. That's all he wrote. The next morning, people were all up on that tweet saying, how could you? That's really hateful. You, What's Disney going to say? You know, how dare you, you know? And he was, and then he had to go on video on, on, on IG Live and be like, it's just not right. What, why, why should people feel like you should kill other people because of the color of their skin? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Especially in America, that these just not happen. No brutality and stuff, you know? Like, he was just saying basically what we're saying in the most simple way ever. And it was really great to see that because he didn't have to do that. He did not have to do that. But he knew he had something to say and he used his platform to make that message known. And a lot of people, you know, really praised him for it. A lot of people hate him for it. But I I was like, that's a great example of what you can do in that time versus if you want to get into, I I don't know. I saw the Jimmy Fallon tweet. I don't even know what started. What Brandon, why did you even tweet that? If you want to go into that? Why did he, why did Jimmy Fallon? Why did he even tweet that? Why did he even tweet that apology? Because that came out of nowhere for me. So for some, the same way that people just came out of nowhere, I want to blame Gen Z a little bit, but let me not do that. But um, they came out of nowhere and started blaming Robert Downey Jr. for blackface because of Tropic Thunder. Um, this was at, this was towards the beginning of the quarantine, uh, and and I, and and like, and I was I, when this happened, I was just like, did any did any of the people that are having outrage over this actually watch Tropic Thunder? Because literally the plot of the movie is that it is wrong and that, and all the characters keep telling him it's wrong. And the moral of his character story by the end of it is that he learns that it was wrong. Like, and and that was the plot of the movie. Like it was, it was pro don't do blackface. And so you're trying to cancel someone for doing a role. Yeah, like I understand the complications of like he did a blackface role to prove a point that blackface isn't okay. Sure, there's a there's a complicated step there. But like can we like the I don't Robert Downey Jr. has not done nothing else publicly at least to support some sort of weird racistness to him. Same thing with Jimmy Fallon. People somehow found found from 20 years ago, he did a sketch on SNL where he uh, did an impression of Chris Rock and it involved him putting on blackface. Now, 
at the time when this happened in SNL, and this is the thing that no, like the, a lot of people didn't take the time to figure out the rest of the context. Uh, him, Lorne Michaels, and Chris Rock were part of the writing and like sign off of that sketch. Like hmm. Chris Rock, Chris Rock like gave more or less his blessing of it. Um, and so there's that weird level of like, is if a, if a white person ha- if a white person is okay, that gets told by a black person that it's okay to say the n word, and then they go somewhere else and do it. Like, is it okay? Sure. Complicated thought. But here in this case, here in this case, Jimmy Fallon has done nothing else publicly for 20 years to make us feel like he has, he is some sort of weird racist person. I let's, the man apologized. Let's move on. Like he said, he kind of regrets it, or I can't remember his exact words. It's been a long week, but um, it came out of nowhere. Cause I was like, why is he apologizing? He didn't do, cause I was like, did he do some police brutality that I don't know of? Cause it, it came out of nowhere. And I was just like, why? Is everybody just starting to apologize? It was yeah, so weird, then, but now that yeah, makes sense. Okay, they had to. Uh, they were they were pulling Jimmy Kimmel at a point too, because on the Man Show he did blackface at a point. Um, so Jimmy Kimmel had to apologize. Apparently, every late night host except Stephen Colbert. Um, Stephen Colbert, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, he knows better, but uh, but yeah, there's it's, there's there's two. We get back to Twitter detectives and cancel culture, and it's just like none of this is helpful. None of it is helpful. Um, it, it almost brings back, uh, we were we were semi-arguing about James Gunn at a point, and it was mostly because I was playing devil's advocate, but like um, James Gunn also tweeted out some weird thing after George Floyd about people should have more compassion for the people that, uh, yeah, for the people that are dealing with people anxiety and insecurities, with on, right? And people were mad. And it's one of those like, all right, James Gunn, I can read what you're saying, and yeah, you're right. It, we should have more compassion, but um, I, it's this is weird coming from you. It's it just feels like a strange time. And then, or a strange and then place he, or a, he was like, yeah, me and my girlfriend, yeah, we were having dinner, and we just happened yeah. to talk about evil, and we discussed that, and I just wanted to share it with y'all. I was like. Yeah. He, what? He, he wasn't he wasn't making it better and all he he honestly should have yeah. just put out the one tweet and then shut up the rest of the night but yeah like if he was gonna do anything um but i mean like but, then you, had a, yeah. you ever had a lot of celebrities you were talking about this too and I, um i don't know if anyone else wants to speak about it but like about other celebrities that have had really positive takes on social media on what's going on right now um it's been a- yeah billy uh, uh, eilish went off I don't even, I never followed her before, but after seeing what she had to say, girl, I will buy your music. Like, like coming from a place, she was so passionate and was just like, wait the fuck up. Da, 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 compared to Lady Gaga had one. It was very mm-hmm. lukewarm. Yeah. And I was getting really tired of seeing, I was getting really tired of seeing at least white celebrities starting off every message. I just don't know how how to put this in words. I've been struggling and understanding what was happening. I was like, how are you struggling? Hey, it's, ba- it's uh, child, uh, to do the black mom. Baby, baby, just this isn't your problem. <laughs> you shouldn't be. That's like someone, that's like someone being, being sexually assaulted and then everyone around this person that was sexually assaulted is just like, oh, the stress of this is just so much. Oh, get I don't over know yourself. what to say. I, just, I don't know oh, what to say. How I can't do understand. I, I hope, like, get over yourself. This is, you, you have had nothing go wrong with you. You just have to be supportive and encouraging of a person that just went through right. something really tragic. Can you 
this stop making this about you right because it's like billy billy was just like wake the fuck up everybody (laughs) wake Mm -hmm. up like i know my privilege and i understand people in my culture don't know what what the fuck is like she i was like i I applaud her a lot for saying that and she's under 20 i'm like okay little little girl okay I read a similar thing from my boy Lil Dicky today on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he said some he said some good stuff and just has like reflected on the fact that when he started really in the rap business and like uh, Gata and Els and because uh, and all of them were like he just he grew up in white suburbs like he just didn't he didn't realize these were things that he was going to come across and as he started being around more black people starting his rap career it he started sitting he started seeing it and it was just like this it's he he was just like i've never been accused of any of stealing in my life but being around people being around other people with gata they people started accusing him of stealing things and it was just like and i was just like yeah no i'm glad you can i'm glad you learned and could see the like connect the dots like i hope it didn't take too much like uh people feeding the dots to you like i hope you just saw them and made the connections yourself like i want more people to do but if it took people feeding it to you at first for you to then start seeing it yourself fine some people need help um but you gotta start paying attention people you gotta start at least listening and seeing what's going on around you and stop just assuming things are you can just make a comment like just listen <laughs> just observe or marlon or marlon raymond or all y'all y'all could just dance dance the negativity away oh like madonna had her adopted black son do i'll leave that to was dance dance the, our problems away from our heart and be positive knowing that we can love one another you know i you guys when i saw that tweet i <laughs> my eyes <laughs> i don't know who i text i think i text all you i was just like y'all come get I this woman i didn't i didn't understand the context of that i didn't get it i was like is this like am i missing something <laughs> it was strange um, but again, Madonna has a history of trying to relate to the black community in such odd ways. Because if you saw tweets a few days after, like before that, she was watching becoming the Michelle Obama documentary and she made a huge big deal on it. Like I'm watching the Michelle Obama, uh, becoming documentary, you know, getting my first lady on and da, 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 you know, support black women. I'm just like, Madonna just stop, you know? And there's, I mean, cause I think about how recently, how she really was trying to twerk and do all the dances she see, you know, young black girls be doing i'm just like but why you know just to be like why and then relevant right but at the same time it's like you can be relevant in being yourself i don't understand why you have to jump all over here and be done all that she's done everything she can do she's got nothing left she's got to she's got to adapt to to the new way people like seeing her black son dance the problems away i I don't know, man. It was it was so painful to watch. And then it's funny, uh, Raymond. We even talk about Lana Del Rey and her her issues before all this too, and how she actually is still kind of going on about how she feels like she's a victim. 
and, and I'm I like, can't, and I can't, read the room. we don't have, we don't have time to deal with this right, right. now. There are too many other things going on. Right. Uh, see our margin call uh, episode for all that again. But like, uh, Matt plugs today. But the, uh, but yeah, it just, I don't get why these people see it as okay. And I guess I don't, like I said, I don't, we don't have time to even, like we don't got time for that like it's just there's so many other things going on that's more important we i i remember seeing something the other day uh actually it was yesterday it was just like it was just a tweet maybe you did you send it to us it's just like hey um uh, uh doji cat don't think we forgot about you yeah i was like there are things there are things more important going on right now right we still, got we, we still remember we'll, we'll get back to this <laughs> right 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 um but yeah just you know, I, I, a lot of people on Twitter are saying that maybe 2020 will also be a year where that celebrity culture or that that style of like idolizing celebrities is going to go away, too, or at least die down to where we don't. That's a well, lie. That's too. true. But I know at least in my age group, you know, I, I'm only going to like you because you're in a show and stuff. Your outside life. I don't care no more unless it has something to do with. Black Lives Matter or the environment or something. I mean, even then, like we still, I I still don't understand to this day why celebrity culture is as strong as it is. It's it it goes, and that's why I say it's it's not going anywhere because it goes back more than a century. Like, um, like it's just it's, a, it's old. Right. It's, it's a, ingrained it's, in it's our society. Whole, right, and it's a whole distraction because you know I mean, we use point. we use entertainment as a way of part of our lives just to get away or just to you know not think about the problems in front of us and i feel like people identify with these actors and actresses and singers so much to the point where now i'll do anything you tell me to or i'm gonna follow you because i need to know how you're doing and if you're doing something i don't agree with then you're canceled you know and so that whole thing of just let them just be stars and don't worry about it you know kind of thing i don't I don't know what's going to happen, but I know at least for me that it's making me really see of like, you know, those rich people don't care about really what's going on. And that's, I'm not saying it's okay, but that's not going to be a worry of mine. I'm just going to be like, let them do you. Let them, let them do, let them be whoever they want to be. But yeah, but a lot of people are just having trouble right now. I don't know how they're going to get through that, but that's, that's the problem. That sounds like a personal problem to me. Yeah. 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 Sorry. That was rude. (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to say sorry marlon did you have anything to add on that thing did you see i know we didn't talk about shameek Moore and his his messiness that's a his messiness i mean shameek Moore is uh is a black man an african-american man and he he said some pretty controversial things too that didn't help anybody you know but again that goes back to how you shouldn't even try to hold a celebrity accountable but again you have a platform be smart that's what i'm saying be like john but that's an, that's another episode. That's another episode. But I do want to take this time to kind of segue into what I've been talking about since last year. So on Friday, HBO Max, or was it last week? See, I don't know my time. It last week, week, HBO Max dropped. Is the news application that has all the latest, not even the latest. I feel like it has a lot of classic and nostalgic things. Again, you know, it has Cartoon Turner Network. Classic stuff. movies. It has Turner Classic Music uh, movies. It has Cartoon Network. It has some um, 
it had uh it has some cr- very little crunchy roll it said crunchy roll but it had like five episodes like five shows on there um but it is the beginning and then it had like all the hbo stuff as well as some new hbo content stuff that came out and so um no i mean the first thing i watched was the boondocks because i was like wow now i can watch the boondocks the way i want i know it was on hulu before but it felt good to just see all the episodes where they were same with rick and morty all the episodes were there but even better like steven universe and adventure time i've been watching all those episodes out of order for years and now i can watch it all in one place even Craig of the Creek. I've been watching episodes out of order for years. I can watch them all in order now. That's That feels great. But a lot of the movies on there are like movies like from the 80s and 90s that I've never even heard before that had big stars like Eddie Murphy and Denzel. And so I was like, oh, wow. This is actually opening my eyes to new movies for me to get into. But it did feel good seeing like, you know, Indy in the Cupboard on there um and other like you know movies we grew up with to see it on there because those movies were nowhere to be found and um i'm just wondering if they're going to add on to old movies like that into their category or i don't know but yeah you know we got another we got another up you guys how how did you guys fare with with that i didn't watch any of it <laughs> you didn't uh, watch anything. I thought you said you did. No, I don't. I didn't watch HBO Max or anything like that. I don't have that. That's like a whole other streaming service. It is, and it's uh, too um, many. Uh, uh, <laughs> John Oliver made a made a crack on it last night in his episode, and he's just like, "What is HBO Max? How do you get it? How do you get on it? Why does it look like you're inside of Grimace?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. I mean, I feel it a little bit. It's um. It's just, it's going to be another one of these things that just, I mean, like, I guess it's another way to watch things. And it, like, uh, it's nice that they have some shows on there that can't be found anywhere else. Um, and like Harry Potter, all the Harry Potter movies are all on the there Harry and, Potters um, and stuff like that. And so like this, it's nice. Um, I just don't know how we'll see how successful it is it's, it's right gonna, it's just the uh, beginning it's yeah. just i think it's gonna it was immediately going to have a lower impact than disney plus had coming out uh, mm-hmm. just because it was it just wasn't i mean it's disney come on um, right but but we'll see. They might catch up. Because HBO, I mean, they only have a certain amount of DC stuff, but now I'm seeing how, like, thinking about how I think in the news how, you know, Jay Abrams wants to do Justice League Dark. They want to do a Green Lantern show and stuff. So I was like, HBO is literally going to have some, some DC stuff. Even though CW has their DC shows, you know, DC streaming has a lot of stuff too. You know, HBO Max does not have the the Nolan Batmans, but they do have Batman 1, 2, and Forever, and the other one. But, you know, so I'm like seeing, okay, so Disney's going to have Marvel, and HBO's going to have DC. It's, and, and it's going to just be really interesting to, like, I don't know, Unless you have DC streaming, that's another. That's an app I don't even have. I it's just, just I, I started finally getting back. I, I really wanted to watch Young Justice season three. That's the other thing that had been keeping me going lately. Is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I actually need uh, to finish like the last two episodes. I start, yeah, I started Young Justice season three finally, and like it's, um, and you can only watch that on the DC Universe app at the moment. But mm-hmm. um, 
it's good. So I, I love that show so much. Yeah, it's fantastic. I also need to watch all of Static Shock that's on there, but we I can go down this rant another time. But right, <laughs> streaming the app is it worth yep. it? Um, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, but there's maybe a lot of maybe stuff for, on there. for a free trial, maybe. Amy, <laughs> yeah. did you watch anything on HBO Max? I mean, in terms of the streaming wars, it was like a moment. Like it's nice, but is it like gonna be able to compete with like Netflix? I don't think so. For me, it's because I love HBO shows, and I just, I just, I need my HBO. That's this is gonna be my outlet of getting HBO shows because I don't have cable. So that's why I know I needed it because your girl's always watching something on HBO. So like Insecure right now, I watched it on HBO Max. It was super easy to do that now. It's um, like if you if you have the ability to have it, it's nice. Mm-hmm. If it disappeared, I'd be like, it's okay. I'll watch Rick okay. and Morty somehow else, some right. another capacity or another. I don't know. It's fine. Right, right, right. Yeah, but um, in between watching HBO Max, I did try to check out some new stuff on Netflix that dropped on Friday. Uh, when I say stuff, I'm only talking about Space Force, uh, Steve Carell and Greg da- uh, Greg Daniels' new comedy about forty. And then again, this goes back to forty five. I'm so mad. Goes back to forty five. How he established uh, a branch off the Air Force, but it's for space, and it's called Space Force. And so. Steve and Greg took the show and they and they made it into a comedy. I don't know. I don't even know how they even thought of the stuff because I, I was like, I see, I saw some things and I was like, okay, I get it because I've heard about it. But <laughs> oh, Raymond first, then Marlon. Um, I actually just have a question. Um, okay. Do you feel like, based on the episodes you saw, if it had been marketed as a slice of life show instead of a comedy, would you have appreciated it more? Mm, no, because that that didn't even give me slice of life feels. It just in what sense, Raymond? What do you mean slice of life? Slice of life of like it's an anime genre, just like you're just following yeah, people going it, through it, their daily right. lives. Oh, and, okay, and, okay. and there were parts, there were parts where I was going with that, but there was too much of like the jokes and stuff of like the main storyline that I couldn't enjoy the little slices of like the, 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 you know, like the little stories on the side, like even with his daughter or whatever, I couldn't even enjoy it because for me, my, okay. So my problem with the show, I did not like the show. Uh, My problem was, I feel like the writing and their jokes were so heavy handed and so forced and they didn't land the way it should have been. So like, instead of laughing or like chuckling, I'm just still staring at the screen. Like, okay, that happened. Okay, that happened. And then it'll be like one scene of one character. And it was usually the little guy who was his like secretary that guy, he always had me chuckling because he was doing the most. And so he would do something. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then back to the bullshit of whatever the show. And it made me upset, you guys, because this show has so many amazing stars. So many amazing stars that we love from other shows that are in it. But the writing, I don't know if it was the writing. I didn't know if it was like the whole production of how it looked. I don't know. It just... It failed for me, and that made me very upset that I couldn't even finish. I couldn't get past episode four. <laughs> Marlon, your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think 
like I had to look at it from a lens of it's not another office. I think whenever you see Steve Carell, your first thought is it's either going to be the office or it's going to be like something like 40 year old virgin ish. Um, but then I kind of looked at it like what the, the plot was about, about this general who has been his whole life waiting to be a member of the Air Force, be a force or general. And he gets he gets the job and then you find out, hey, there's actually we actually have every admiral and like high ranking military member here you're an extra and it turns out you're actually going to be leading space force and i think what's interesting is kind of him going with like john malkovich and like they're going over like what it takes to actually be in space so i feel like i think folks initially assumed it was going to be like a uh office level comedy it was like straight wit after wit but i feel like it plays almost like a hbo show of like he there's funny moments but it's literally like this guy's trying to get this fledgling program and like make this like second great space race happen and there's like some like lampoonery happening in the background of like he's trying to fight off like the chinese uh spies and there's like a, a russian spy and i thought like it wasn't like super funny but it was, it was kind of interesting it, it gave me kind of like um kind of like Barry-ish vibes where like it's just funny that the people of themselves are doing things that are humorous and dumb and like Steve Carell's play like a like a pretty much a a jarhead and he's like in a room full of scientists in the first episode they're telling him hey like you know it's it's gonna rain today and he goes well what does that mean he goes if it rains and the plant and like and the, and, the, and the rocket takes off it's gonna like you know mess up like how much fuel it takes to get it to the atmosphere he goes well can't you make it go faster he's like it doesn't matter if it goes faster it's gonna run out of, it's gonna run out of gas and he goes can we put more gas in it like no we can't do that and he's just like having these like very dumb answers and is seeing john Malkovich and he's like extra cast being like you are not getting anything we're saying to you about how this is not gonna work um for me it was kind of humorous like i enjoyed it um i did like they have a like a uh, a full like a lister status of celebrities in this in this show. Like they have uh, Jason Swartz from Parks and Rec, who plays like this. Of course, plays the media tech guy who, who wants to send out tweets and stuff. So he plays his character very well. Um, of course, they have John Malkovich. You have a couple of, like special guests who just appear and like, oh, you're a celebrity from this show. And I think it pairs well together. And it's I feel like the only thing that I don't like is the voice that Steve Carell takes. He has this very gruff kind of like middle aged Batman voice, where you're just like, we gotta go do this thing. And okay, okay, soldier. And it's just like I don't think they understand what being in the armed forces looks like. Uh, I think they definitely play on the armed force trope way too much for this character to the point where it's like it's just not even comical. It's like you just have no idea what they do in the military. Like I don't think they get out of bed and make the bed and then leave and then come back into the bed <laughs> and then like stupid. make the bed up as they sit in it. Like I don't think that's what they do. That they're actually normal human beings. So there are definitely like moments where it's like okay, you don't understand this aspect of what your show is about. So I can see there's like a plus and there's a minus, but I feel like it'll just be a one season kind of show and it'll just be marked down as a show that was a missed opportunity. Um, I feel like it could have been as good as like something like Orville-esque, like the Orville where like maybe they're like, do a mission in space and like it's the space force like let's really like ramp it up like let's just like say great we're gonna meet aliens and we're gonna do stuff and it's gonna be weird and i feel like they they definitely leaned a lot of the comedy on the president who of course is 45 in this universe so like saying hey what Times it, it's four o'clock. Okay, cool. We gotta get this done because he's gonna start tweeting in an hour, and like, let's just make sure that we meet this deadline. So there's definitely a whole lot of pot shots for the president, but not a lot of like um, 
actual like plot development that happens with the whole show. But it's interesting. It'll go down TV history as like a thing that happened based on a tweet. I heard that. Um, not I heard. I was watching. I think it was Stephen Colbert's interview with Steve Carell when this when he was uh, on there recently trying to market the show, um, and uh, he said that Netflix came to him with this show. Like they had this idea, I guess, on one of their calls or something, and they like called up Steve Carell, like, "Hey, do you want to make a show called Space Force uh, about?" space force um and then he said yeah and then he called up greg daniels to do it with him and so it sounds like to me this is a case of a show that it was neither of the creators ideas mm. they just did a thing to fill still gets uh, actually the crazy thing is they approached him but steve carell is credited as executive producer and one of the writers of this show Oh, yeah. No, he was, because so, I think him and Greg Daniels wrote oh, it yeah. together. So, so like, it's like, yes, they approached you, but also if they approached you, you wrote this, it either A, could have been better, or B, could have been like, hey, we need either enough time to write this, or like this, or like maybe we shouldn't write a show based on a tweet that doesn't really have any like tangible or like, just, right. work We have out. to create everything. It's, it's hard to do a project that you don't really like isn't your idea like right. like um so maybe he just shouldn't have done it at that point but just uh. raymond that's but it makes sense because i think for me when i'm watching it it just the word i'm looking for is this disconnect and i just didn't know where to apply that word i didn't know i knew myself i felt disconnected to the show but like there was so much disconnect throughout the show like I understand the little, you know, gags and stuff, but I was just like, but why? Or why did you do it like that? Like, it was just why. And and for to hear that, that's why the show became the way it was. It makes, sense. it makes sense because I can see myself like as a writer, I'm literally creating a whole thing that hasn't really been looked at. And yeah, that's awesome. But then the jokes added towards that. Cause like for me, I like John. Okay. I really love John Malkovich's character cause he kept it real, but it was almost to a point where he wasn't really, he wasn't funny because of his character. He was funny cause he's John Malkovich. So that's, that was where I was like a disconnect because I saw more of him than the character himself. But like, like the jokes were relevant. Like they had the gender, they had the gender jokes. They had the jokes about you know how America feels about China and other countries. But it for me, it just it, it didn't it didn't land. It didn't stick. I don't I don't know. I hear you. Yeah. Baby, did you watch? They can't all be bangers. Not yet. <laughs> nope. Okay, well, hopefully we didn't discredit you or or Nesca, but we hope we didn't like not make. I'll one check it out. I'll check it out. That's the point. <laughs> but I'm just That's saying, like, is. just keep in mind, like, you'll probably watch and be like, okay, now I see what they're saying. Like, you'll probably see in the first episode, you'll be like, hmm. But you know, for me, I, I I tried to st- I tried to stick it out, but for me, it did not get better, and I kind of was just like, Bew. I so. give everything a three episode rule myself. It sounds like that's what you did. That, I, I I was thinking about you when I did it because I was like, what would Raymond do? He was yep. actually watching till episode four. So I stopped at episode four to a part where I was like, nope. And I was like, well, I watched three episodes and even an episode, a part of an episode. So I think I could sa- safely say I don't like it. <laughs> no, I think so. That's you, you can't keep me at, uh, at attention in three episodes. You you don't deserve my attention. I'm sorry. Right. 
Like especially just... episode two. It, it's uh, what I is it episode two or episode three with the monkey? Yeah. Amy, have fun. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> episode. I was like, they were on drugs. Okay. Um. But yeah. So I watched it. Eh. Um, there was other great things, but another show I do want to kind of, I guess, recommend to you guys this week is Blood and Water, which is, uh, I don't, so it's a Canadian production that did it, but most of the cast is African. And I love that even though they do have a lot of African actors, they, I mean, they also have white, like, I guess they're white or they could be South African. I don't know, but it's, it's still diverse and it's almost like, to me, it's almost kind of like, it's giving me tea. I'm still watching it. So it's kind of like a teen drama, but basically it's like this girl, uh, you know, she lost, I guess her sister when she was younger and they're celebrating her birthday. And then she goes to this party and she sees this girl that kind of almost fits the whole description of her sister. So she's wondering if her sister's alive or dead, but then there's other stuff going on. And so I'm just like, okay, this is, this is good. This is interesting. And so watching it, it's, I mean, if you like that teen drama, I, I like it to a degree. This is a pretty good teen drama to watch. And so it's a lot of just, you know, who, what, where, suspense kind of stuff. But it's 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 it definitely ca- caught my attention. And um, I, I just, I just want to keep watching. So I decora- uh, definitely recommend that show for this week if you have time to check it out. Blood and Water, Blood and Water, Blood and Water, in case you forget. Six episodes, too. Yeah, the perfect length. To watch yeah, more. It's pretty good. So that's my that's my take on that. But uh I think it's time to uh point this to our main man on the screen right there. I mean you're under me on the screen. <laughs> he looks uh, around. Marlon, 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 <laughs> Marlon, Marlon, talking to you. Yeah, you, Marlon, you. It's your turn. Who's next? Go, go. go oh, first go, of all, go, how dare go, you? Go. I'm Raymond. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it says Marlon on the screen, so I got confused. That was a joke, and you fell for it. How dare you? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to talk about some minor video game stuff, as per usual. Um, here we go. Uh, just in a fun, feel good moment. Um, naughty Dog. Uh, you know, the, the, the company that makes uh, Last of Us, Last of Us 2, and, you know, of course, Nathan's Uncharted Adventures, or Drake's Uncharted Adventure, which is a great. Um, they were reached out to a, num- a number of times by some fans of the games um, who had issues with playing the games because they didn't have, um, I guess you would say, like, the, the normal way of playing it, either with, like, the joysticks or whatever. So Naughty Dog has decided for Last of Us 2, they're going to be including over 60 different um, ways to play the game, um, including like voice to text, uh, voice to move. Um, they're going to ha- have the game be compatible with, you know, there are, there are a lot of controls you can buy if you have um, one hand or if you have um, a prehensile hand. They're going to be making the game ultra compatible for those kinds of um, controllers, um, I, which I'm, I'm really excited about. I feel like a lot of games definitely don't play towards that. It's like you either play, they usually play towards you need to have unfortunately two hands and a joystick and if you have like those really interesting pads the games aren't always connected as well so you can play them so i like that they decided to like fully you know i mean they honestly have the time which is great so they're going to be adding um ways to play to make the game fully accessible
accessible to just all walks of life and want to play it. So that's a, a fun little bit of news on, on that end. Put a smile on my face. Um, also, uh, I don't know if you all remember seeing the PS5 release when they like were doing these like video game teasers. One of those games that looked really cool was a game called Godfall. Um, in that game, you saw three like lit up golden characters who just had yeah, that game looks sweet. Exactly. So they released. Um, one of the characters, and that character I believe is called um, what do they call it? Call him like the, the the lion, or they called him the main. Basically, uh, they released this character, and there's they pretty much stated that um, for this game, there are definitely a whole lot of looter shooters. This game is going to be a slash um, and loot game, um, and so this person, this person is called Silvermane. Um, and he has his like lion's head. He, he goes out. He has like a really cool like area of effect power. Um, but this game is going to be a slasher and looter game. No shooting here. Just straight up running around, hacking and slashing and looting. And I'm guessing it's going to most likely be one of those games you play across with people in a big arena and like hit people. It's very reminiscent to the gauntlet in destiny two, where if you ever play destiny two and you've been like a hunter or a warlock or Titan, you kind of just run your character to each other and smash into each other and try to get more, more loot that way. So they're definitely going to be going towards that um, because people like to just run to people and smash with swords and junk. It's going to be great. Because uh, we don't, um, they're going to be releasing more and more um, like of the characters because, uh, like I said, they have time to do that. Um, and you can learn more about the power of the Valor Plates to hurl elemental abilities like fire and Raymond's favorite, electricity. So you get a chance to really like harness the elements and see what's going to happen. Um, another cool thing and lastly something that I saw which really made me excited is if you were like me, you've seen the 1991 cult classic Dungeons and Dragons starring Marlon Wayans and um, homeboy. Uh, oh God. He, he was, he was uh, Alfred in the last uh, Batman movie. Uh, um, um, Jeremy Irons. Yes. Jeremy Irons yeah. as like the, um, <laughs> as like the sorcerer. So really in like 1991, I think there was like a Dungeons and Dragons game that came out. It had Martin Lawrence playing a rogue character and that Jeremy Irons is like the big, bad, like sorcerer magician terrible cgi the film aged it film looks like like straight garbage but um every character was basically a character from dungeons and dragons you had your warlock you had your your berserker um your fighter it, it was a very it looked like someone took um a larping group and just took a video camera and recorded it and added cg effects behind them because it just looked gross um anyway they're going to be doing a new dungeons and dragons film it's gonna be released in 2022, but uh, they've they're right now in stage two of the script, um, and they're like really excited. It already has an IMDb page already, so it's official. Official. Um, the directors are gonna be like John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. I don't know if any of those ring any names for anyone. Sh- I can't find this 1991 movie. Are you sure the title is Dungeons and Dragons? I believe the title is Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Like if you Google it, it pops up, and it's just called it's called a film series. It's like the first it's type of Dungeons and Dragons movie, and you will see a picture of like Bruce Payne, Justin Whalen. Uh, it's it's like I can I can see the link. It looks hilarious, but um, that's coming out. 
Uh, oh my God, no, it came out in 2000. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. That makes it that's worse. even worse. I thought it was 91 <laughs> because it, it looked gross. I'm like, I'm like, maybe it's 91. Maybe I saw it later in life, but no, that's a 2000 film. Um, and it looked terrible. In my like, someone gave me another film that came out in 2000 so we can compare it. When did the Matrix first one? When did the first Matrix drop? The first Matrix, I think, was 2000, actually. <laughs> Great. The Matrix the dropped. And the Matrix and uh, this movie look like they came from two different years. Right, right, right. They right. look like they came from two different years. And it's chunky. Like, the, the editing is chunky. The plot is chunky. Marlon Wayne's dialogue in this film is just garbage. But anyway, they're doing... I think a fresh redo with this Dungeons and Dragons film. They already have a full, I think they have um, seven people writing it so far. Uh, That's too many. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven has seven writer credits. That's gonna be bad. Like That's when you have, yeah, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, I don't have any faith in you. It's bad. So, it's, it's, it's literally that's the program of a failure. But uh, I'll keep watching. That's Dark Phoenix. Oh my God, no! <laughs> and I won't say nothing. Hey, I mean, you ain't lying. Does anyone know? Oh my God, no! I know who John Francis Daly is. Oh man. Who? Um, do you remember Bones? Yeah. Remember that cute yeah. baby face guy that's like uh, <gasps> no. That's John, he's he is the director. He's, he's the director of this film. <laughs> oh god, he's the director of this wow. film. Wow, is his first film to direct? I don't know, I but I didn't know his. I honestly, I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, you're that guy. But yeah, he's gonna be. Um, <laughs> This is a mess. He's directing it. This is I don't know if he's directed anything before. Um it looks like he's directed um some TV shows. Yo, literally Dungeons and Dragons is going to be his first film on his director's credit. It looks like <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. He he directed Game Night. There you go. Ooh, my question is going to be, will this movie be worse or better than Cats? First of all, Raymond, how dare you? No, Raymond, Cats, a big comparison. Cats is a cult classic, and you know it. Wait, I'm kidding. It's we not, talking butthole, <laughs> butthole version or not butthole version? The butthole version will forever be. The people, the people want the buttholes, okay? The people want that. I'm waiting. And that's when I'll watch that movie, too. Buttholes just puckering. Um, but no, um, so <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, they haven't casted anyone for the film yet. I'm wondering if they're going to pull from the same source that most of these films pull from, which is a sci-fi cast list, um, which is a list of like C-list celebrities with the occasional surprisingly B-list celebrity just to spice things up. Um, I feel like if they really wanted this film to be taken seriously... They could have pulled like a Matt Mercer, like, hey, Matt, can you come and like look at this script or like have a scripting credit? That would have been like the safe bet to pull people from the D&D world who've Dan, done like Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. Like they really yeah. could have done There's their due diligence. Totally they could have pulled people who played Dungeons and Dragons, have shot movies or shorts and been like, Tell hey, can you write like a portion of the script? But instead they have all these people who I don't know who they are, um, but we're going to find out uh, in two years how this film does, because it's going to hit the streams, it's going to hit the waves, and it's going to be great. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, to follow up with something good, 
the uh, um, I finally started after hearing for so long that I needed to finally read this comic book. Uh, I finally read it, started reading House of X and Powers of X. So uh, hard, hard recommend uh, so far. Um, if you know nothing about this as an X-Men story, where finally, after all of these years, uh, every mutant decides to come together and make a community together. And when I say every mutant, I also am including like the hardcore villains of the X-Men universe. They finally decided to put their differences aside and help build this mutant community together. Um, and at that point, you get some craziness. <laughs> it's real good. Yes. But like no yeah. five minutes. Oh yeah. I, I want to say that's like that's very appropriate to read at this time. And so if people are like, "What should we do?" You just be like, "Read this book. Read this book. Read this comic. <laughs> how we should be coming together to right. help each other. Right. And it has pictures, so you can still follow along. Yes. <laughs> don't know how to read. <laughs> there's um, not much there's not much overhead i know people get sometimes get overwhelmed with comic books so like what i need to read to understand what's going on and yada, yada yada honestly there's not much overhead on this you can just pick it up uh every comic book has a little bit of like uh who's that character um i read comic books all the time and i still have that happen to me just, just yeah read, just enjoy it's, it's okay it's okay it's okay well everyone i wanted to say thank you for coming together to talk about what we had to talk about today i know it's been roughed or been a rough time but thank you anyway thank you to emi marlon and raymond for doing this thank you to our listeners and supporters um we hear you we love you guys we want to make sure you are okay during this time um i do want to give out information if you feel like hey you know i i i don't I don't protest in the street. What can you do? Well, you can also donate or you can call uh, your local government body to, you know, if you feel like you want to express what's on your mind. Um, if you want to donate, there are uh, places you can do that. There's Black Visions Collective, Reclaim the Block, and North Star Health Collective. They're the ones to make sure to have... Um, like money to have supplies and and everything to make sure that people are okay on the ground um on our local social medias i will post links to to all the bell funds um during this time a lot of people are locked up currently and you know the, it costs money to get people out so i will also post that too if you feel like hey i want to do my part um um, anyway, but uh, as well, um, I want to say it's just, just be safe. You guys, it's crazy. You know, regardless of the time, if you want to take the time to read or, you know, watch or play games, do that because that's the best thing you can do for yourself. So, and we're here for you. You know, we're, we're, we're in the same position to do so. So don't feel bad or guilty if you feel like you could do more, but you know, it is what it is. Um, we love you. So, um, you guys, so I think I said, you guys want to say anything else before we go? Yeah. No? Okay. Um, again, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, as always, stay safe, be careful, we love you guys, and fight on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.